Hey, we are Tony and Sarah. We are best known as producers and educators in the dance and entertainment world. And although we've had some major success, we've also had some challenges along the way, which have included failed relationships, failed businesses, heart attacks, and even a near-death experience. Although we've gone through the hard, we still believe that fairy tales do exist, if you're willing to fight for them. So we are here to help you navigate your health, wealth, and relationships, and a little bit of Disney. By sharing what has worked for us, we can help you to keep Fighting for Your Fairy Tale. Welcome back to Fighting for Your Fairy Tale. Welcome back. Every time we say that, I think, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, Kata. Yeah. Um, Before we jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to see how the challenge of turning off your phone notifications for two days is going. Mine was so good. I kept them off for the whole week. (laughs) I forgot they were off until someone was trying to get in touch with me. And I went, oh, I don't know what's on. Oh, it's on Do Not Disturb. So so it worked for me. Yeah. I'm actually going to keep going personally that's yeah that's good i forgot i even though i know that it's turned off on sundays someone texts me and like i picked up my phone and i was like why didn't i get the notification (laughs) well yeah because i planned it that way um keep going though if you can because i know it makes a huge difference when i don't have any distractions um i think this past sunday i felt pretty uh productive actually so um hopefully it's working for you let us know we're always interested um but today we're going to kind of go into relationships um some of this is going to talk mainly about like with your partner or your spouse or whatever but this can go into your kids your immediate family your parents your siblings your friends um and it's something that uh, Tony actually introduced to me when, like, we very first met. Um, and it has really helped our relationship and our relationship with others. Um, and that is the five love languages. Yes. I remember. So I can't remember exactly who suggested reading it. But after reading it, <clears throat> that was in another relationship at the time. Um, and this is not for drama this is the truth it's probably the second most important book I've ever read in my life first being the bible um, and the second being the five love languages mm-hmm. no, not over exaggerating that's true it, the, the information it provides gives you the power and education, I guess the knowledge, gives you the knowledge to choose if you are going to show someone you love them. And it, it's it's a very empowering to the point where once you understand the languages, then it's up to you if you're going to deliver it or not. And it puts a lot of the, well, I tried to show them, I tried to show him, I tried to show her that I care. But when you find out what the languages are, you then have the ability to choose. And I think that's powerful because it's, I'm, I am going to make an effort to make sure I'm loving them in the way they need to be loved or they want to be loved. And, um, 
that was very powerful in that last relationship because it for me the 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 analogy would be um me speaking japanese and someone else speaking spanish and what tends to happen you tend to get louder and you're just yelling at each other not yelling at each other but mm -hmm. raising your voices at each other in a language that someone else just doesn't understand and mm -hmm. doesn't matter how loud and how animated you get i still don't know how to say whatever in japanese or the person who speaks spanish doesn't know how to say that in japanese and the person in jap who uh, speaks japanese doesn't understand how to do that in spanish so it's it's kind of that type of thing but then you get in for me if it, you know maybe this analogy is going off the rails but <laughs> but that type of visual of people trying to talk to each other in two different languages and quite honestly the book provides an interpret interpreter, um, a very good interpreter, and allows you to understand Spanish, I would say immediately, but pretty immediately, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it just it it just makes a huge difference. In fact, we've given we've given this book to so many our employees and friends. It's really a life-changing book. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard of it or haven't read it already, um, it will literally change your life. Yeah. And I will say that before this book, I didn't realize, but everything that I realized about love was, you know, Hollywood's interpretation of it. What sold a movie or what sold a good TV show? How how are you supposed to love someone through that? Um, I had a I had great parents that I felt um even still, even though they got um, divorced, I felt like they did show me a great, they showed me good, um, what am I trying to say? A good representation of how to love each other. And even through the divorce, I still feel like there is no love, there's still love there. Um, however, like Tony said, it was definitely an eye opener of, of course, like, it makes sense that we're not all the same and how we show love and how we give love and um, receive and all of that is very different. Um, so let's just, I guess you were, I'll, we'll dive into the five different kinds. And mm -hmm. um, so the first one is acts of service. Um, and we're just going to kind of go through them where um, if we definitely recommend that you read the book, but this will help you kind of maybe open your eyes a little bit and dig a little deeper into um, the actual book and read more um, to help with that interpretation. But and one thing I'll say too, um, uh, for the guys, I mean, when your wife comes to you and goes, Hey, you need to read the five languages, love languages. It's like, uh, -huh. um, I think I was that guy. I was like, I don't need to read about that. The good thing is they do have a version that's geared towards a men's psyche. Um, and it's called the five love languages for men. And I suggest guys, you know, take a look at that or 
or, or ladies, if you're, you know, if you're trying to get through to a man, <laughs> then, you know, may, that might be a better uh, perspective for him. Um, and just, just, just a small tidbit. Yeah. And actually in doing research for this, um, I know you have done the one, they have five love languages of children, but I've also recently discovered they actually have a military, um, edition. So if I, you know about the military life, so that might be, if you have, if your spouse is in the military or you're in the military, that might be a good, um, perspective perspective as well it's all the same information it's just how it's it's presented presented. Mm -hmm. and it um it basically puts things in a way that people from that coming from that perspective would more easily understand yeah so the first one is acts of service um are they you know when you wake up in the morning are they bringing you your cup of coffee in bed are they um do they always do the laundry and it's can be either side always doing the dishes it's basically mm-hmm. doing acts of service um you know going shopping there's there's all types of ways to give service um and some people that is hey they made the bed they did my they did the dishes they made me breakfast they washed the car they mowed the lawn mm-hmm. they you know whatever that is and that's a way also to 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 give and receive Right. So, um, and I just want, as we go kind of through these, I just want you to, um, take note and see like, what do you do? What does your partner do? What do your kids do? Um, yeah, what do, what, what do you respond to? Yeah. Um, yeah. This actually also helped us in business. So if you own a business, having your employees take this quiz really helped us, um, know, better understand our employees too and how how to interact with them because everyone is different um the next one i'm not gonna lie until your sister i judge this one real hard because this is the lowest one for me i it's not up there um and it's receiving gifts mm-hmm. yeah um receiving gifts are you know i got you flowers i got you tickets to the your favorite musical Mm -hmm. i i thought of you um and picked up your favorite candy at the store um i bought you new jeans i bought you a computer it's just it's basically gifts and i i will say the same for us well for me it was very i'll just buy them off that's kind of how i felt but my sister is a is a receiving gifts um and but she i asked her to explain that to me because i was having trouble again perspectives and made a very interesting point she said it really for her and everybody's different but for her it was not about the value of the commodity of the gift it was when it was the idea that someone was thinking about her when they were not with her it's like hey i was thinking about her and i thought i'd pick this up that that was the the caveat that she was basically that is for for her that was the caveat that she was paying attention to was that oh you took the time to not only think of me 
but no, I would want something like this, picked it up, spent your money, and brought it to me, that is an act of love, in her opinion. And so, and there are a lot of people who do who have the gifts. We just, I, I know you and I are not gifts mm-hmm. at all, but at the same time. Um, but I judge it a lot less and I can recognize, um, you know, I don't know for sure. I don't think I've had the conversation, but uh, the lady that owns the studio, mm-hmm. she, she loves to give gifts. She but doesn't quite like to. Get them. get them. No, so, she, that's yeah. that is a great example of how she gives and how she receives are very different. They're very different, but she likes to give gifts, and it's you know, and and that's how she shows appreciation, mm-hmm. um, shows her love for employees. But when you get her something, it's not that she doesn't appreciate it, but I don't think based on her reaction and based on how um, how she responds. Gifts is not necessarily how she receives. Right. And so I'm just letting you know that you can have one to give and one to receive, and they can be completely different. Yes. Um, The next is quality time. Notice the word quality. Um, That means put your phone down. (laughs) Like, don't turn your notifications notifications (laughs) off. It, you know, I, everyone is different. For me, sometimes quality time can be um, sitting in front of the TV, watching a show or a movie, um, or going to to a movie. But a lot of times, um, I will start to crave the conversation, and I'll and that's why we make sure we get a date night, and that way we can sit away from those uh, things and distractions and have that quality time or a lot of times it was our it was our walk in the morning where we would go and we you know I would have our phone just in case but it wasn't like us on the phone and we just were walking and moving forward and having those conversations and there was no distraction from the office or um the home to be able to do that and that was a good quality time for us if you can't tell Quality time is one of our top <laughs> yeah, things. Like so we can speak on that a lot yeah. bit better. We like spending time with each other. Um, interesting enough, when I was, um, I'll say again, a previous relationship, um, one of the things that I like to do, I had always done my own business. So it was always that type of work, work ethic or work, workaholic, depending how you look at it. Um, but one of the things I loved, which is different, well, I felt it was different at the time. I love to be in my office working on stuff, have my door open, and then listen to the family in the house. Um, they were watching TV, if they were playing a game. Um, for me, growing up, we were always moving um, in the military. So there was never rambunctiousness in the house. Um, but I remember um, just if I was in my office, I'd keep the door open and I could hear the kids um, playing, playing with their friends cooking going on and that for me was quality time but for the person I was in relationship was that was not that's not how they received it so for me it was just being able to be in the house with everything going on was my at the time was a version of quality time but it wasn't reciprocated so that did cause a problem um because sometimes with Sarah and I I can be in the bedroom reading a book or watching tv and she can be out in the living room but 
for us, just knowing that we're around, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily quality time, but it is that um, time that we have together. So it's, it's so there's different versions of that, um, which we had to learn. And maybe when you can speak to that, speak to your partner, spouse um, about what that looks like to them, because it's different for everyone. Um, and I can, and now I look back and I can understand why me being in the office working didn't seem like quality time to someone, <laughs> you know, I, I can, I can see that now. Um, well, I saw it, you know, back then, but it was a little too late at that point. But, the, but like I said, the way that I was receiving, like, Hey, everybody's in the house, everybody's we're, we're home and everybody's, you know, doing their thing mm-hmm. and I can still get my stuff done. For me, that was, that was a sense of love that we have a house that everybody can come and feels comfortable in and stuff like that. So it's, so like it's different perspective, but at the end of the day, quality time for mm-hmm. us is pretty important. We like spending time with each other um, often. Yeah, we um, definitely, um, we, cause we both kind of observe how people talk about their, uh, their spouses and stuff like that. And um the one thing that we're, we kind of do the dog head tilt is when people don't um, really like they, they talk about not wanting to spend time and, you know, we have to go back and not be judgmental because we really enjoy spending time, but there are these five love languages and people are going to love differently. So um, I would say, together our main is this quality time um as a couple so we really i think we have figured that one out and we have also learned how to communicate it when one is not getting correct so uh the next one is words of affirmation and this is really a big one for most men Mm -hmm. um it's, I think it kind of falls into that honor. Um, if you read the Bible, there's a thing that says, you know, women honor your husbands. Um, and I'm not going to get into the political ramifications of that, but for guys, honor, respect, loyalty is pretty big. And for someone to tell them, hey, I got your back. Hey, you got this. Um, is a big thing um guys don't get you know as emotional i guess the word mushy as you know most females do um in my generalization um (laughs) definitely generalization but um i think for me nothing meant more to me than my dad to say hey i'm proud of you in fact um or to say he loved me in fact i think before by the time I was 35 or 36, I had counted how many times he had told me he loved me. It was like 16. And then something, then at, I think it was, it was a holiday. I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. I decided I'm not going to count anymore. I'm just going to enjoy it. But I do remember counting. <laughs> now, my dad was a military officer, so it wasn't like he didn't love me. He showed me in many other ways. And now that I understand this, I understand how he was showing me. But what I was wanting was words of affirmation, which is big for me. I wouldn't say it's number one, but it's probably number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just knowing that um, someone expressing 
their feelings, their respect, their hurt, whatever that may be. But um, giving that giving that affirmation of "Hey, I love you," or "Hey, I respect you," or "Hey, I honor you," is and to hear that is for me, it's a pretty big deal. Um, challenge with that is you get a lot of people in my business, <laughs> entertainment business. There's a lot of talk and a little walk. So I always have to be careful. Mm-hmm. There's tons of people who tell you what you want to hear, but then won't deliver. And I had to learn that the hard way a number of times. But that's me. Yeah. Words of affirmation is hard for me to give. Mm-hmm. For It's actually very hard for me to receive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much from you. Not the I love you, but when you... Say I'm proud of you. Like if I am, usually it's a I'm feeling a certain way about myself, and um, it's like I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's very much actions speak louder than words, mm-hmm. and um, so to give has been a challenge. Um, I've found ways. If you if this is something you struggle with, I found that you know writing a nice note or and putting it in a card because sometimes actually verbalizing that and saying stuff out loud um is hard for me um finding moments um and then i'll be quite honest knowing that this relationship means so much to me i'm willing to get uncomfortable sometimes it might take some time <laughs> to get to that point. But I know that like, sometimes I just have to say how I'm feeling and let him know um, because it does mean a lot to him. Mm-hmm. So um, this is one we've had to work on or I've had to work on. And then the last one is physical touch. Right. Um. And when I first read the physical touch, I had to go back and read it again. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) But it's not necessarily that type of, it's not that romantic sexual touch. It's, um, I mean, I think you've seen, I think we've all seen and go, ah, you know, it's that older couple holding hands in the park or they walk or, um, you know, just in many ways, dads, you know, always hugging their kids and things of that nature. It it doesn't have to be a sexual act. It can just be a physical, again, it's just physical touch. It can be hand-holding, hugs, um, pats on the back, things of that nature. And so, and this is definitely not me. I mean, with, with people outside of my family, I mean, outside of my, my immediate love. I will tell you, I had to take this t- quiz twice. I had to think of it in regards as Tony, my husband. And then I also had to think of it as everyone else. And w- those two different results are very different. For my relationship with Tony, it is number one. Mm-hmm. It is. And it is not, like you said, it's not sexual. It's I just want him to put his head on my lap or I want him to, while he walks by me, like just touch my back or put his hand on my shoulder. Just, um, just so I know it, it is a nonverbal 
sign, hey, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere and I love you. But you don't have to interrupt me doing the dishes to like to to tell me you can just touch my shoulder as you walk by um however if you're really anyone else that's about like above my knee or higher height wise um like i'm not really don't touch me (laughs) um that is definitely saved for tony but like i said not sexual um, but it does, it is as someone who struggles with the words of affirmation, that physical acknowledgement um, means a lot. There's especially as people who run a business together, and sometimes we can get into heated um, conversations for about the business and whatnot, having that like, uh, cause a lot of times I'm not ready to talk to you right now, but having that comfort of, Hey, I'm still here as your husband, it allows, because, you know, men and women do think differently. And so it's really hard for me to separate here, my business partner, and he's my husband. Like those two things are the same and he will always be my husband first. So sometimes it does make me emotional to get in an argument with my business partner because he's my husband and to have my husband put his hand on my shoulder and be like, Hey, I'm still here. No matter what we argued about the business is huge. So, um, but like I said, if you're not a little person, (laughs) and I think she's relating to the dance studio and things of that nature. I think, um, she does not like hugs. From from other people. That's very intimate to me. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Oprah hug where the hands go out and she grabs her hands and goes, Oh, great to see you. Yeah. Um, but um, I think one of the, one, I think was it one of the parents or got you a, uh-huh. got you a t-shirt and it said, it was a picture of a cactus and says, I don't hug. I said, not a hugger. Not yeah. A hugger. Uh-huh. yeah so. We actually, um, when we were in Disney, our, uh, office manager was there and we were taking some pictures <laughs> And they were like, oh, and they wanted to tell us to hug. And we're like, yeah, we don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So it is, um, it is interesting, but. But I I think just knowing, but I think that's where the book and the, um, the languages help because I can guarantee you, if someone does not know you and is trying to get to know you, and comes up and tries to hug you, which they may go, "Oh, I'm just hugging." You just, you just, you just lost some cool points. I'm just, it's just, but I mean, and then you know, I think it's and it's hard because if you don't know, then how do you not know? Right. But um, that's well, and just, then there are I've, we have some people um, who are like, "I know you're not a hugger, but I'm gonna hug you anyway," and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> "Okay," um, but I think it's. Be mindful of what you're stepping into because some people might not like that, but some people really, really are that touchy feely, and you yeah. kind of have to just be observant. And um, the, yeah, in the American culture, it's like always that aunt, aunt. For us, it was Aunt Hazel, but there's always some aunt that loves to hug and mm-hmm. squeeze your cheeks, and you know, there's always that. There's been that um, idea of 
family, um, dare I say, that aunt is personal to uh Oh, it was my grandma, my mom's mom. Physical touch. I remember she every time she would open up the door, she would pull you in for the biggest bear hug. Mm. But it was my grandma. Like that to me, it that was a closeness, you know, that until my husband, I think, was okay. But, you know, so anyway, you have to just kind of figure it out. For me, I did have to take the quiz a couple of times to decide to figure out because I was like physical touch, but I don't like to hug people. So I took it with two different perspectives and you might be that way. I will tell you one that doesn't really come up on my list. Hi, it's probably middle of the road is acts of service, but I am also highly aware of um of the love languages that I know that sometimes I tend to go towards acts of service if we're not getting the quality time because of our schedule. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do things because I know it's busier for him. It's like my default when I know I can't get this and I have a true understanding, but what can I do to show him that I love him? And you might have that too. Um, Yeah. And I think, and the, the amazing thing about this is that every relationship is different and no one knows your relationship with your, your personal relationship. So it's, I always say, just take it from your perspective. And honestly, I made the mistake in the beginning. Oh, well, that person is a, and you, I mean, in some ways they make people, let me back it up. There's a saying that when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm -hmm. And it, kind of tends to push towards the negative aspect of someone. However, if you observe and take the time to watch, listen, and learn, people will reveal their love language to you. Mm -hmm. If it's acts of service, if it's gifts, if it's physical touch, they will, they will reveal it. And, um, and in some cases just ask. Yeah, I was I mean, going to say you really need to listen because if you were to look at me in the season we were we are or have been for a while, acts of service is probably what people would diagnose me, so to speak, mm-hmm. as. But if you were to listen to what I'm looking forward to, what I want, I'm looking forward to our trips. I'm looking forward. Hey, are we going to do date night? Hey, you know, I'm looking forward to that quality time. Mm-hmm. Um. And those are things that I I look forward to or I talk about all the time. And so if you really truly listen to what that is, you might be able, or, you know, like Tony said, just ask. Because, I mean, I love to cook, but for us to be able to go out and have date night over, I would choose that over cooking any day. And you're a good cook. So a lot of times the stuff she cooks is better than what we get when we're going out. So, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, but at the end of the day, I would say be present, be an active communicator both ways, not just talking, but listening as well. And not just, not just listening verbally, but listening, um, to people's actions. Um, this, like I said, once I read this book, it, I will say this, it's a, it's a, I mean, I was married previously and I really feel if I had read this book in a timely manner, 
maybe before the relationship had it hit the rocks, I think it could have been saved. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been. Um, at least I would have felt I had the ammunition to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And um, but been able to use all that energy and education in this one. And so uh, it really changed my life and my perspective on how I treat you, my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's helped when I read the um, love language for the teenagers. Um, when I had, when I had, well, I still have a teenager, but I had two teenage girls. That's a minefield in itself. So, but what to do, what not to do, how to do it, that really helped. And I do believe, and it's something I, I think, um, if there, I mean, there's nothing that's, there's nothing great about righteous pride, but I'll just say I'm very proud to know that I know my girls know I love them because I, I tend to give them what they need mm-hmm. in this way. And I consistently give it to them. And the fact that I I took the time to understand what they need and, and provide it on a continual basis, there's no doubt in my mind that I know that that they know I love them. Mm-hmm. And that is a and as a dad of two ladies two girls that is um that means the world to me that they know they know that they know that they know that they know that i love them and i show them often and that's a great feeling yeah i am you know talking about previously married i don't know if um i can't remember because it was like 20 episodes ago but if we talked about how I had been married before um, and you had been there, you had been around. Um, and it, it's part of the reason you gave me this book because I was struggling mm. um, and I read it and it was great. And I tried to use this as a tool in that marriage. And unfortunately he just was not at that time. You know, I can't speak. I haven't, we, we didn't have any ties together for us to stay uh in communication, but so he definitely, hopefully had grown since then, but, um, he wasn't really willing to do this or go to therapy or anything like that. And so, you know, I wanted someone that was going to fight for the relationship. So it's, it is a tool, but like we said at the beginning, these sometimes guys are not willing to do that. But if you're willing to fight for that relationship, I, there were, had been other things that had happened that, you know, I had to choose to leave. But if you're willing to read this and they're not, you can still learn something mm-hmm. and you can still try to implement it. Um, you know, I don't want to admit this in front of Tony, but it's like getting your health when, you know, I was trying to get my health back. You lead by example. Um, and this is one of those ways, you know. If you're trying to get your health back on track, you buy the clean food and you don't bring in um, the bad, you know, I don't good, Thank bad you. food. Yeah. Oh. You don't bring in all the sugar and you work out and you just lead by example and you can lead by example by trying to figure out what their love language is and what yours is and asking for it and trying to give it to them. Um We've, I don't want to like spend any, really any time, but the same author, Gary Chapman has another book called five love languages of apology. And we were at a marriage conference and it was, we had been going through just some stuff or we had, had been going through some stuff. And, um, 
there were things that Tony had said to me in the past that, you know, I was disgruntled and I was like, yes, I did. Um, and we went to this marriage conference and they brought up the five love languages of apology. And it was a huge light bulb moment of, of course. And, um, it was, you know, for me kind of going back to the love languages word actions speak louder than words. So I never say, or, and I'm working on it. I am not someone who likes to say, I'm sorry. I am like, I'm someone who likes to realize my actions and change them. Tony is words of affirmation. Tony needs to hear, I'm sorry. And I need him to not repeat (laughs) what he did. So after you do the five love love languages, maybe in a later episode, we can dig into the apology. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, it has been after the five love languages, that has been something huge in our relationship. And I'm still working on uh, a struggle with because um, it's not necessarily the admitting of I'm sorry. It's just that for me, I talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. I, a lot of people in it, as business owners and stuff like that will tell you what you want to hear, but never follow through. And um, I want to follow through on making those changes. And so hopefully we can dig into that um, sometime soon, but hopefully you learn something. Um, we'll put in the show links, show notes, the link to, to the book. Um, I think it's on audible too, if you don't like to uh, read, call, but I, what we call read, 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 read. I actually am one who likes to have both um, for something like this. So I can take notes. Um, I like to listen to it. Otherwise I get distracted when I read, um, but I want to have something where I can take notes next to and highlight kind of like a textbook. Mm. <laughs> um, Cause no, it's, it's, I mean, um, when I went through my divorce and all of that, it was rough. And I was like, I don't want to do that again. I read the book. I can't remember who said that, who I can't, I feel bad because I can't remember because that person um, really made a difference by giving this book. And what I did, I went out and bought 20 copies of the book and then just would hand them out to people. And Mm -hmm. Sarah was one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, employees, friends, family. I just went out and bought the book, bought 20 copies and just handed it out to say, hey, you might, you might think this is crazy. It might be overstepping, but just here. Um, but I will tell you this, I don't have those 20 books and everyone, everyone who took the time to read it has always come back and said, Oh my gosh, this is eye opening. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people may have already listened to it, may have already read it. That's great. Um, there's other, um, relationship aspect there's um the five apologies uh, five apologies of saying sorry or five ways of saying sorry which was big in our relationship just on how to gain that trust that we were truly you know sorry and did not want to do that again but how we communicate how we communicated that to each other was very huge mm-hmm. um, there's the enneagram that you know we'll talk about in the future um, there's so many tools out there um psychology tools that will help you get close to the people you want to get close to i will tell you 
there are tons of tools, but they will not work if you do not use them. Correct. So don't be a personal development junkie, as I like to say, where you just read, 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 or listen, 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 but you never take action. And this one is this, I feel if you are in a relationship, no matter what relationship you are trying to repair or make stronger or maintain, maintain, um, this one should be the easiest. Not that anything is easy, but if it matters to you, this, this gives you such great tools and to make it easier than if you didn't have them. So, um, please follow us on social. Um, we're Tony and Sarah official. If you want to see all the events and things that Tony's working on, he's Tony Smith producer and I'm Sarah Nave Smith. And, um, we hope you enjoyed this one and let us know how it's going. We want to know what your love language is. Um, let us know. Thank you guys for listening. And just one last tidbit as we go. Um, give the spouse the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, most, I will say, most people are willing to fight for their relationship, fight for their fairy tale if they feel the investment is there. And I think this is definitely an investment. Um, and as a guy, this was, a, this was, I was at a point where I had nowhere else to turn. So I can't, by reading this book, and I can't lose anything. But some people, so, and I'm coming, to, coming, coming from perspective of a guy. Sometimes it, they, sometimes we need to get to the point where we don't know what else to do before we ask for help. But um, if anything, um, I think the book's what nine dollars, ten dollars. I think on Amazon today, at time of recording, it was eleven ninety nine. Okay, eleven ninety nine. It's to me, for me, it was one of the best investments of my life, and um, no joke. Don't go get your coffee for like two days. And then, and then you're set. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I agree. It is. Uh, uh, I did hear that once. I know we we're trying to wrap up, but it that was another light bulb thing that I've heard is. Give your, give your partner the benefit of the doubt because. They're most, they're not intentionally trying to sabotage this relationship. They really aren't. Um, even if there is other things that are, that might be un, un, um, repairable, it's usually coming from a deeper place and you gotta, you've got to dig into that. And this is a really good way to try to figure that out. Yeah. Um, makes opening up communication a lot easier too. Yes. So, um, Please rate, subscribe, follow, whatever it's called now. (laughs) Um, But thank you for taking the time. 21 episodes. Wow. Um, I just can't wait till there's like 100 and more. So I've been, it's been fun doing this. It's good quality time. It is good. (laughs) All right. See you guys.